abandoned corporate America to embark on a whole new venture in horror podcasting. Please join your host and his sister for today's episode of Not Your Average Horror Show. This week we're talking about Dawn of the Dead. Welcome back to another fun-filled episode. A sort of continuation from what we were talking about last week about Savini. We'll be covering some of his handiwork in Dawn of the Dead. And this will probably be the last zombie movie that we do for a while. Unless uh, the people ask for more. Yep. (laughs) They demand more zombie. If somebody clamors for it, but there's been no (laughs) clamoring for anything. (laughs) So that is on the list for today. And it happens to be the second one in the, well, I call it a trilogy. There was more zombie movies after that. But for the longest time, it was just a trilogy. Like nothing after Day of the Dead occurred until like the mid-2000s. And when it did, it sucked. That was Land of the Dead. So no need to talk about that or Diary of the Dead. It's just all very silly. Diary of the Dead. (laughs) Yeah. Never saw that one. Dear Diary. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, Dawn of the Dead starts out with a little bit of chaos going on. You had that um, TV studio and you had a bunch of people running around. And I never really got that scene. It's just everything is a bit chaotic. And you've got a couple people who seem maybe like they're in charge. And the two hosts are bickering about something. Um, different viewpoints on like what's causing the zombies, what to do with them, and that kind of thing. But I mean, we, it, it did kind of seem like how COVID started out. Oh, really? <laughs> to be fair. Yeah. <laughs> Lots of um, bickering and scrambling and uh, chaos, especially at the grocery stores and the toilet paper aisle. Oh, yeah, true. (laughs) It could have been the preparation for like a zombie nightmare like this. Right. What if that was it? (laughs) What if... That was our test run. COVID. We failed. So, um, yeah, so the whole like scene at the TV station was just like, I didn't totally get that. And there's just so many people like yelling and stuff and running on onto the set. Uh, waving around and i don't know i mean two people are trying to have a serious conversation and like they're trying to film it seriously and broadcast it but then um it doesn't make a whole lot of sense so the lady that i guess was the the lead um production manager or floor manager whatever they call those people i only took tv production when i was in college so don't <laughs> ask me but well, i'm not <laughs> She um, eventually is seen talking to a guy, the weather guy, who flies the helicopter, and he suggests that they just hop in the helicopter and get out of there. And she's kind of like on the fence about it. And then one of her other producers overhears the conversation. He's like, oh, yeah, go for it. No one's going to care. So this was in Philadelphia. Apparently all hell was breaking loose there. and Makes sense. Yeah, which is pretty much like every day if you if you live anywhere around that city or in it. (laughs) Well, especially if the Eagles lose or wins, win for that matter. (laughs) Right. So they pile into her and the, the, the chopper operator and then another SWAT team guy. Oh, that's something I guess we might as well mention also that whole fiasco with the apartment building, which I guess is occupied by minorities. I guess we find this out because like one of the, SWAT guys happens to be very very racist and he's griping about like the people in there and using a lot of uh, racist terms to describe them 
and how like I guess they're not they're not following protocol for getting rid of the dead bodies and it's creating like a zombie farm inside the place. I guess that's what I can only determine of myself. <laughs> yeah, his dialogue seemed to go on forever. <laughs> like way more than it needed to, I feel like. It's like did they have fun directing that or something? Yeah. Were they feeding him more lines to say offset? <laughs> That's so Wait, throw this one in. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Wait, let's cover all the bases. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, the guys, the SWAT guys are ready for action. And then sure enough, like they they do barge their way in. And that becomes a shit show. It's just like everybody gets shot on sight. And then the cops are getting shot also. And then um, that, I think, is like the first time we really see Tom Savini in action. Because some of the gore and stuff that happened in that scene was some of uh, the scenes that are he's, that he's famous for. Um, notably, the exploding head on one of the zombies as it gets nailed by a shotgun. <laughs> and it just explodes like a watermelon. That's kind of like a first shocking scene in the movie that you see. Um, and then, you know, as they make their way into the basement, I think, where all, like, the dead bodies are, you know, they're just, like, shooting them one by one. And it's, like, fish in a barrel, and all you see is, like, these brains and stuff splattering all over the wall. <laughs> if you had invited him to be on our podcast, you could have asked him just how he did it. Right, I know. <laughs> so many missed opportunities. Well, don't forget that show's going to be going on in Pittsburgh this weekend. Or That's right. Or rather the Monroeville Mall, not far from Pittsburgh. <laughs> It's the Living Dead Weekend, I guess. Something like that. It's the 45th anniversary of... Wait a minute. Well, it has to be the, the Dawn of the Dead movie. Yeah, of course. Yeah, it wouldn't be Night of the Living Dead. That's 68 that came out. But then the other one, the one we're talking about right now, came out 45 years ago. Wow, okay. Yep. So if you were ever going to go to it, now's the chance. Uh, <laughs> June 9th to 11th, I suppose. So, yeah, he's going to be there along with, I think, 50 other people who played zombies in the movie, which I could do without that. <laughs> Maybe the first three characters after, um, let's see, there's a blonde lady, the black guy, the guy who was a SWAT team officer, the guy that flew the helicopter. And I'm not sure if, like, the, oh, wait a minute, no, the blonde guy that turned in, into a zombie of, mm -hmm. of that quartet, he's going to be there. I don't know if the helicopter operator, but... Who cares? <laughs> um, and then after that, there's just like a host of other zombies that are just going to be there. Um, the zombie makeup looked a little strange, I thought. Even you thought like it looked kind of funny. Yeah, it was kind of like Willy Wonka-esque. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, some of the faces were blue, a little bit too blue. Right. Some were too white. Yeah. Some were just like dark and strange looking. I guess that, I don't know who did that. I don't know if Savini was in charge of that, too. Or just, like, the gore stuff. <laughs> who was responsible. <laughs> yeah, for these zombie faces. <laughs> I know in Day of the Dead, though, like, he must have had a part, like, in creating the look of their faces. Because early on in the movie, there was some definitely some ugly zombies prowling mm -hmm. the, the streets of those Florida cities. Yeah, you didn't really see, like, a lot of... Um... I guess in comparison to a lot of the modern day zombies, you didn't really see like a lot of um, decay right. <laughs> on these guys. Yeah, that's a good point. They all seemed pretty healthy as far as zombies go. I mean, 
despite the pale blue complexion right <laughs> things have come a long way ever since the days where like they just went with their normal skin but they just changed the color of it yeah now it's all got to be like different colors mm-hmm. of zombie faces um yeah day of the day i remember the first one they showed i think it was when the guy's going hello like trying to find living people one zombie like turn its head and it's you could see like the whole jaw was rotted away and the tongue is just hanging there and the tongue falls out oh wow yeah <laughs> no there was none of that in this one thankfully no and i was thinking also as the movie went on there wasn't like a ton well that shoot that that place in the apartment in philly that was pretty gross and there yeah. was a couple isolated things and then towards the end yeah, instead of picking up again, and you saw, like, you know, whatever th- stuff they use, like that sausages they must have bought <laughs> and painted it red and dripped it in bloody-looking stuff. Wow, see, you know, more than uh, more than I thought about <laughs> zombie innard effects. Yeah, I'm not, so, yeah, the reason, like, I don't see a lot of zombie movies is just because I'm just not a fan of that style of gore. It's, like, the ripping the chewing the biting the tearing and the crunching of just like them seeing their teeth go into like living people it's just yeah that just doesn't really thrill me (laughs) doesn't do it for you so zombie movies have never been like really one of my favorites i've always favored the slashers and i think that the slasher is a more artful form of horror movie i know that sounds pretty idiotic because most slasher movies are pretty brainless save for a few like halloween and they're more methodical in their uh killing yes it's more uh well i was about to say it's less messy but that's not necessarily true either yeah it can be if you think of the first halloween when michael myers like there's a scene where he picks up a guy and like holds him by the neck and he's up against the wall and he takes the knife out and pins him up against the wall and then michael (laughs) myers just kind of stands there and tilts his head one direction and almost like he's admiring a piece of art (laughs) and then from that point on it seems like he keeps doing that every time he kills somebody like they do that (laughs) same head tilting thing it's just like okay enough artful yeah this is the uh the major red flag people are gonna pick up about your personality in this (laughs) podcast (laughs) what do you mean that i'm artful (laughs) (laughs) that you appreciate the artfulness of the uh the slashers murdering Oh, uh, yeah. Right. <laughs> I know. See, zombies just don't give a shit. They just keep fighting <laughs> and they keep until they're full. More brains. So, yeah, while they're on route, you know, outside, out of Philly and they're flying the helicopter, they, I guess, are running low on gas and they have to land somewhere. And I was wondering, like, why he didn't just set that first part of the movie in Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. I mean, that seems to be like his favorite, George Romero, the director, that seems to be like his favorite city for stuff like instead of using philly like why not i mean that's right there it makes sense and then they fly out to the mall but what i concluded was that probably he just wanted an excuse like to have to fly the helicopter long enough to land somewhere in very rural pennsylvania Mm. which is what we saw when they had to make that emergency landing to get fuel and stuff Mm because that was like another 20 minutes of a different type of um chaos Right. So you saw like these really backwoods, beer drinking, hillbilly type guys and girls just like standing there in open fields and they're making a whole event of this. You know, the zombies are just like out there. You see them walking up over on the horizon over a hill, the crest of a hill. And they're just like, you know, using them for target practice. And um, 
Oh, I guess also, you know, while the helicopter's blades are turning once it's landed, it gave them an excuse to have that one zombie, like, walk up that little incline or something mm-hmm. close to the helicopter so the top of its head could get chopped off. Oh, so yeah, that could also to have be... that in there. Yeah. That's a brilliant <laughs> effect that they thought they could add in there. Yeah. But mid-Pennsylvania, where were the Amish zombies? Oh, that's a good point. <laughs> I think they really missed a chance to really include something. Yeah. Or maybe they were safe because they just don't interact with uh, the rest of society. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> yeah, maybe they just stayed alive the whole time. <laughs> but it seemed like they had every variety of person possible mm. that could have been a zombie. You know, just like uh, from any kind of background. You well, know. I don't know, except... I mean, this is skipping ahead a little bit, but I only remember seeing, like, one um, larger zombie. Oh, that's right, yeah. There weren't a lot of overweight zombies. No fat zombies allowed. <laughs> um, yeah. And they'd be the hungriest, too, you would think. <laughs> um, yeah, there was just one, I remember, like, in the middle of the mall. I think they had that yeah. display where mm-hmm. there was some kind of... Like maybe a koi pond inside the mall and that right. just kind of rolled into it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so there's a little bit of a scuffle there once they landed the helicopter. And, you know, I think the helicopter control guy, he was feeling like a little bit of a dumbass because every time he tried to shoot at the zombie, he'd always miss. And then the other SWAT guy was laughing at him and said, this is how it's done pretty much. Well, he was just a meteorologist, right? Yeah. <laughs> and like he's flying the helicopter like what do those guys want from him <laughs> but he did make one critical mistake though like when he's i think he was trying to help the um the one swat guy when mm-hmm. he was inside that little shed he was getting attacked by these two little kid zombies <laughs> so he's trying to like you know save the day and like just start shooting it <laughs> but meanwhile he's shooting right in the direction of the other swat guy too so he wasn't too happy about that held the gun to his head and said hey how do you like it <laughs> against kid zombies too how embarrassing Oh, yeah. They had everything (laughs) in that movie. So, yeah, the helicopter guy wasn't on good terms with everybody. But then he, I guess, um, turned things around, I think, once they got inside the mall, finally. And that's when the real fun began for me. Like, that was the part of the movie that everybody remembers right Mm -hmm. away. Just, like, them running around the mall, stealing everything they could, and trying to survive. Yeah. Well, I feel like it's kind of like this thing where you can like live vicariously through them in a way. Cause it's yeah. like this dream. I feel like you had like everybody had when they were a kid where it's just like, what if you got locked in the mall? <laughs> yes. That I was just going to say something like that. It's almost like if you grew up in an age where malls were big, I mean, they're not anymore, but back then, if that's what you grew up with and that's where everybody was going and mm-hmm. all you knew was that it contained all these stores. I think a fantasy that a lot of people had was just imagine just being able to be, in here by yourself grabbing everything you could like in a shopping spree yeah or the grocery store but i think well, i guess ultimately the mall the mall would be my choice <laughs> would be better <laughs> and malls must have not been like very big back then because remember when they were first flying the helicopter over it yeah. they're like what, what is, is it <laughs> yeah it's like oh it's one of those shopping centers <laughs> or shopping malls they're like oh how about that it's so funny to hear that now. It's like this archaeological <laughs> dig. Yeah. Well, that was so that was before their heyday, or that was when they were first coming out. Right. Because they yeah. were so new that nobody recognized. But now, yeah, they are like yeah, an artifact. Yeah, I guess. So yeah. that was the late seventies. I'm surprised though. I never knew that. I thought they were just like always around. Or at least maybe since like 
the 50s or 60s. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know much about the history of malls. (laughs) But regardless, they land on top of the mall. They have a little hesitation about staying there, but they're like, why not? It's got everything we need. Mm -hmm. You know, they're pretty much barricaded up um, on that top level against all the zombies. You know, there's a little bit of uh, work they had to do in order to secure it. A little bit of close calls there. Uh, they had to go in inside of that that uh, J.C. Penny store, and kind of. Or was it just pennies? Well, I'd like to think it's J.C. Penny because <laughs> I grew up with that. Yeah, remember there was that one TV. You even made the comment that it yeah. said J.C. Penny. Well, on the, the TV. logo was different though. Like, well, because that, that was yeah. a different style. I think that was the '70s, so they had a different style logo back then, mm. and it became something else over time. Okay. It's weird to think they would sell TVs, but I think they did i sears definitely did they're mm-hmm. kind of similar stores yeah um yeah. but there was a lot of ones that were just very similar i know where in our region we had that montgomery ward oh right yeah yeah sears, i only JC vaguely Penn. remember that yeah and then kmart was like i think on the bottom tier <laughs> <laughs> kmart savings place i was just talking about that I was just a friend of mine was showing me a lawnmower, like one of these hybrid lawnmowers he bought. Uh-huh. And I said, I'm using this one that I bought from Kmart about six or seven <laughs> years ago when it was still around. I didn't even um, know it was still around six or seven years ago. Yeah, there was like one or two out there out <laughs> in the main line. This one was. Oh, wow. One that's a the, fancy Kmart. Yes. An elite Kmart. <laughs> Only those who had old money would shop there. <laughs> yeah. So once they were secure inside the mall, they they kind of took a lot of liberties that we were just talking about they just like went out and grabbed they had all the food they could get they had all the um you know weapons they could get their hands on and ammo um and you know of course clothes you don't really need a whole lot besides that food and those those items if you're just like hanging out in the mall trying to survive i mean you've got everything you need so it's perfect yeah so they spent a lot of movie just kind of like you know enjoying what's going on there and in between they'd like you know go hack up some zombies and there wasn't really much of a danger. There was the one scene when at first when they first got there, and again with a helicopter guy, he gets caught inside this weird area with like a lot of pipes, and it's that one zombie. Oh, this one he has to worry about, and he can't even handle that when he's like shooting and the bolts ricocheting all over the place. Of course, he finds a way to mess it up. Yeah, but then thankfully, like he does get it. He has like one shot left in the gun yeah well the the woman the lady gets trapped with like the monk zombie doesn't she oh that's right yeah (laughs) i forget what happened what they did with that that one i think i want to say that one was there till the end that one zombie oh yeah because i think like she scuttled up to like this um like roof window or something and then yeah i don't know I think, yeah, she just, like, escaped it or something. Maybe somebody (laughs) killed it. I don't even remember. She just escaped. (laughs) That's it. You know, while they're initially there, they are, uh, you know, just observing all the zombies, like, on the different levels of the mall, just, like, kind of aimlessly walking around. And then somebody makes a comment. It's just like, why are they here? Like, why would they come back to this place? And then the other guy is just like, well, it was a big part of their lives. It was, you know, it represents something that was important to them um where they would come and they'd i guess feel happy and spend money so it was a take on consumerism of the time 
<clears throat> so yeah these uh monstrosities taking over the country where people would just go to shop yeah <laughs> well they're gonna spend their money somewhere right yeah nowadays it's just all online so <laughs> there should be some com uh commentary on that right yeah what um what could you do in a zombie movie as a commentary with online shopping? That sounds very boring. It does. <laughs> It'd be the worst zombie movie. So, um, yeah, I don't know what they were trying to say about it. If it, they were even trying to make a point or whether it's good or bad or anything. Just like, it's like, well, no, that's what it is. I did notice a lot of like panning from the mannequins to the zombies. Oh, which, yeah. <laughs> again, who knows? Maybe there was a point trying to be made there. I don't know what it would be, but... Like you should have seen the future. These mannequins <laughs> were standing around representing Maybe. how lifeless all you people are coming to shop Oh, here. there you go. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Once in a while, I find one. I'm trying to remember. There's a lot of fun things they do, but there's like also, you know, there, there's some training that the guy does with the lady with a helicopter in case anything ever happened to him. He wants her to know how to use it in case it's... You know, she's stuck there and she, she can at least, you know, have the knowledge of how to fly the helicopter. Mm -hmm. There was something that I noticed. There was like a lot of like really crazy musical moments. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the music was like the general score was just like goofy, it's like, <laughs> da, 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 you know, and it's just very, I don't know. It's it sounds too energetic and too um, happy in some points such a weird like contrast yeah like even when they were in the ammo store <laughs> that like... was my favorite song of all <laughs> it's like a chant almost and there's like a native american type of feel to it right <laughs> there was something or it could have just yeah it could have been like a tribal beat with yeah. like an elephant and like oh that's kazoo. right i forgot about the animal noises too yeah there was like a kazoo it felt like amateur like childlike <laughs> attempt at creating yeah atmosphere <laughs> i think you're you're like not giving it enough credit <laughs> oh for the charm that it brought to the scene <laughs> you're being pretty hard on that song don't you think <laughs> <laughs> the genius behind the the score yeah the native american chanting in the background that was the point where kate told us to come in and turn it down too because <laughs> that part i guess they boosted up the volume it was interfering with 90 day fiance Ugh. <laughs> i would be mad too no way <laughs> rather be trapped in a mall with zombies than watching that the uh song choices and there's one like weird circus type of song too which i don't know if you heard it with tom savini's work yep yeah i know um so yeah there was some really weird random song choices and uh it's funny because like it wasn't part of the f the first one was like in the late 60s i don't even know what the score was oh yeah it was just like you know typical horror type music they would play back then uh-huh this was just like really off the wall and then day of the dead didn't have anything like that that i can remember there was like some weird music it was like some early 80s synthesizer music mm. which didn't fit either in the yeah. beginning there was one part where like there's there when they're looking for the the real people like in the first part of the movie there's this like weird beat that's happening it sounds like love machine <laughs> <laughs> i guess it took a while for zombie like, music zombie movie music to hit its stride yeah i don't even know what that would be <laughs> yeah as the movie goes on and then like unfortunately yeah the part like i hate the most is like when they when they're moving the trucks around and then the blonde guy gets a little bit too ambitious i mean they did what they accomplished i mean they did what they set out to do 
but then like the blonde guy drops his bag mm-hmm. or leaves it inside of a truck and he insists on going back to get it and you know yeah, they do that his demise yep so that was a turning point there it's like he almost had it and then he dropped it on the ground in between the trucks i think which was at that point it's just like really stupid to just dip down and try and get it because there was so many zombies around yeah. it's like you should have known know what was in his bag it's like <laughs> yeah i don't know maybe they i i maybe i missed that but i think there was some kind of like maybe it was explosives or something they would have needed or maybe the keys i don't know hmm. but you know, i mean i go into a frenzy when i lose my purse sometimes so <laughs> <laughs> i guess i understand even if zombies are threatening you still gotta go back <laughs> and get it yeah um yeah so and that was it he got bit not once maybe even two or three times yeah he I got think. not on i think yeah so that was too bad because you know like his time's limited and then you know there's a conversation that occurs that once it happens he's like just shoot me like i don't want to walk around like one of them and so that's what eventually happens at that point um and then you know the movie takes a little bit of a turn for uh you know they they weren't quite as isolated as they thought you know mm-hmm. the zombies were always out there but then they never thought they'd have to worry about like real people coming in and invading their space which is what happened when the motorcycle gang mm-hmm. finds them all and they just kind of like move the doors but they're just so stupid they don't realize like if they had done it with a little more patience and gone in that the whole place was zombie free yeah how did these guys survive <laughs> in the biker game they just seem very like yeah <laughs> i don't know if it was a matter of them having like all the, the weapons and stuff just like the guys in the fields were doing somehow they were they were around like um a limited amount of zombies previously and then once they got to the mall they're like well let's go in there and do a smash and grab <laughs> but in the process of course they just barge right through the doors and all the zombies come in and then the one guy takes it really personally the uh the helicopter guy he's like no this is our place so they're trying to you know the one SWAT guy that's remaining like he's trying to keep a low profile it's like well let's just you know wait this out maybe let's like leave really soon but the other guy's just like no this is our we 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 own this it's like this is ours and he starts shooting at them it's like 20 against one it's not the smartest thing <laughs> meteorologists yeah god <laughs> well you know they're so they're so inaccurate at predicting the weather so <laughs> i guess they can't predict that you know trying to be one guy against a 20 gang army of bikers isn't the best odds either <laughs> um and then it, well the funny thing is it takes them a while to even figure out they're being shot at too it's just like you see them driving around like i think a guy gets hit he's like huh <laughs> like who's here i guess in the chaos that they brought upon themselves uh it was hard to parse everything yeah the pies in the face <laughs> oh that was great that was like some much needed humor when um but again so unnecessary <laughs> yeah it was really um i don't know who thought of these things to include in the movie it definitely was not your um what you would have expected probably going into it when all the pies like went into zombie faces yeah i think that's what the walking dead was uh lacking when i saw that oh yeah wasn't enough wasn't enough pies being thrown at the zombies <laughs> did you watch like seasons of that or just like a few shows here and there um i watched till like season three or four. Oh wow that's more than that i did yeah um and then i stopped i forget why 
I think I just kind of lost interest. I lost interest after the first season. I thought it was good. <laughs> like somebody insisted that I watch it, so I did. Yeah. And I was on board with seeing the second season, but then by the time it came out, I was like, no, nah, I just don't feel like it. <laughs> you've seen one of those. You've seen them all. Yeah. And the thing's still going on. That was like 2010. Wait, is it? Or, well, Fear the Walking Dead? Isn't that like oh, one of the ones there's that there's like are... spinoffs and stuff? Yeah. In one okay. way or another, like there's something Walking Dead that's still going on. <laughs> They're still trying to milk it. I can't believe it, but... <laughs> Shout out if you still watch The Walking Dead. <laughs> right. Who needs it, though? <laughs> um, so, yeah, the uh, the bikers, of which C- Savini was one of, so you saw him, like, you know, mm. live, uh, granted, you know, this is like 40 years ago, but... <laughs> he was there walking same same goatee i think he still has was, wait was it like a handlebar mustache too or maybe that's what it was maybe it was both it was the 70s uh, yeah yeah it might have been modified a little bit since then <laughs> but the same same concept i guess um yeah so it looked like he was in charge of the gang he kind of like was was chasing down he he was like the first to recognize that there's somebody else there and he kept chasing them. He's like, I see you as they're like, you know, escaping up the elevator. <laughs> um, but eventually the zombies caught up with them before the, uh, the other humans posed any real threat, I guess, to getting rid of the gang. So not very well thought out on the motorcycle gangs part. They didn't last very long, despite the sheer numbers of them and the amount of weapons that they had. Once they were gone though, now you got to deal with all the zombies that came back into the mall. You know, even more so than before because, like, there was so many humans in there just a few minutes ago, and so that's going to attract them like a magnet. And uh, then, uh, you know, from that point, like, it's getting towards the end of the movie, the helicopter guy, I think, is the next one to, like, get cornered in the elevator. Mm, do you even remember his name, by the way? <laughs> no. Maybe Flyboy. <laughs> But it seems like that's the name of every helicopter guy in every movie. It's called Flyboy. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. I don't remember any of their names, actually. Do you? Um, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I keep saying blonde guy, SWAT guy, <laughs> helicopter guy, and blonde, blonde woman. Somebody is like sitting at home screaming their names into the, into the speaker. <laughs> Perhaps. <laughs> um, yep. Oh, and it turns out she's pregnant, too. The blonde oh, yeah, speaking that's of her. right. Mm-hmm. Not that it really makes a difference. <laughs> right. I mean, okay, that's good. <laughs> Congratulations. Glad they're still finding things to do in the apocalypse. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, yeah, I mean, she's at the point where she's showing, I guess, by the end of the movie, that zombies are just like, really out of control now. And so they're making it towards that top area where they were, they, they were staying. I don't know how long they were in that mall. It might have been months. I mean, it had I to have been. Yeah. Yeah, true. Because it shows her getting... Yeah, so... Okay, so it must have been, like, about at least six months then. Yeah, maybe the only reason why she got pregnant was to, like, show the passage The timeline. Time. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> she knows that she can fly the helicopter, of course, and she realizes, it's like, okay, well, it's now or never, because now they're up here, and if we stick around any longer, then it's, you know, we're going to be done. Who knows where we go if we get in the helicopter, but... And they take off to who knows where. They chop off into the sunset. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, how about that? So I'm not sure. I can't remember. Did they show where they went? I know in Dawn of the Dead they showed. I mean, Day of the Dead. It was a similar scenario where it was mm-hmm. a lady and uh, two other guys. Mm. And they went to some tropical island somewhere. 
So that's sort of a happy ending. But this, I'm not sure. It's a more ambiguous, I think. Yeah. I mean, I feel like it would have been nice if there was like some sort of nod to them, I guess, in subsequent films. But right. I don't know. I guess there's not. I can appreciate a little room for ambiguity there. Yes. <laughs> well, you're a big Sopranos ending fan, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> I was kidding. Because <laughs> nobody seems to be. Really? There are some people that appreciate how it ended. I wasn't bothered by it. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to think. There's another movie that kind of like bothered me the way it ended. Did you ever see No Country for Old Men? Um, I did, but I, f- <laughs> I forget how it ended. Oh, I hated it. It's like there was supposed to be some major shootout between, I guess, I can't even remember. I think it was James Brolin that played the part. Mm -hmm. And then the other guy was Javier Bardem. Bardem, Yeah. Yeah. Who was the assassin or whatever. I Mm -hmm. had not seen this movie since like 2008 or 9 when it came out. So I have no clue like what led up to that, Mm -hmm. like why they were trying to kill each other. But there was supposed to be some big showdown between the two of them. They don't even show the showdown. All you know is that... Josh Brolin gets killed. Yeah. And then Javier Bardem, like, I somehow I think there's a car wreck also involved in the end. Mm. And he just kind of like walks away and the movie ends. Or maybe it shows Tommy Lee Jones's face. And then the last thing you see is his face. The movie goes to black. (laughs) I don't know. This sounds all completely unfamiliar to me. It's clear I did not (laughs) register this movie's ending. Yeah. Yep. But I think it won Best Picture. Somehow. It impressed somebody. Somebody liked it. Yeah. All right. Any further thoughts on Dawn of the Dead? <laughs> um, I feel like you ask me this every time. And you and never have anything prepared. No, it's always like the end of an interview where it's like, I feel like I need to be asking the interviewer questions. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's an I unfair know. spot for me to put you because I have no, I don't know how to properly end a podcast. So I always <laughs> do it with that. <laughs> we need to have like an official um, sign off or something. Yeah. Uh, the one thing I forgot to mention though is, is this is a, um, it was the, the most fun, which I've mentioned before last week. I mean, it was, the first one was definitely scary, and especially for its time. It was so well done and regarded for that. Just like the use of um, what little it had to work with as far as budget and what they were able to accomplish just as far as turning like the whole horror movie genre. And this whole zombie thing really became a thing with that movie, I believe. Yeah, I mean, the fact that they were able to like take an entire mall and... Um film within it oh like that seems like a oh yeah so just then i was referencing night of the living to the first one Uh... and then this one yeah so this what i appreciate is how fun they made it and how terrifying it could also be at the same time a tricky thing to pull off i would say yeah i feel like there's been kind of nods to that um was in the last of us which was like the the latest zombie movie there was like a mall episode but i guess you haven't seen that no i haven't seen that yeah there was a dawn of the dead remake also which Mm. came out in 2004 and that featured the fast zombies which i'm not a fan of oh right yeah it's too scary (laughs) (laughs) the fast zombies are i like the slower ones i think they're more sinister oh i don't know it's just like could you imagine encountering a fast zombie (laughs) yeah you would have much time to react so yeah that one that movie is okay we went and saw that in theater it was all right it was well done, I think, and I think it's like regarded as 
a quality remake. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I have no need to see that again. So. That will not be on the podcast. No. No zombie <laughs> movies. Again. Ever. <laughs> so with that, thank you everyone for tuning in. And don't forget about the Living Dead Weekend out in Monroeville at the mall. Relive what they saw back in 1978 at that mall. All the zombies. Maybe they'll be a makeup. Maybe they won't. <laughs> yeah. We demand the, the pallid blue color. <laughs> right. <laughs>